For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time! Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's up, Rebels? Hope you're having a great week. Hope you had a great 4th of July. Oh my goodness, we had 16 people over. I smoked a 17-pound brisket for over 12 hours and I did a pretty good job, first time. Uh, I'm not sure why I decided to serve uh, my very first brisket to 16 people having never done it before for a 12-hour smoke. And it went pretty good. Went pretty good. There were some dry pieces on the edge, uh, and the good parts were surprisingly good. I was pretty stoked. Pretty stoked. Did a bunch of steaks. Oh, man. Had such a great time. What a fun, fun holiday. Ooh, do we have a good podcast for you today. Dr. Les Parrott is on the podcast. I'm telling you, this one is fire. It really, really is. It is on fire. He's amazing. I just couldn't believe it. There was so much good stuff in this podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by Save the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com, my favorite pro-life organization, partnering with pregnancy resource centers around the country by building mobile ultrasound units called Stork Buses, where more than four out of five women choose life for their babies when they hear a heartbeat and see an ultrasound. I love them so much because that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy, and a local pregnancy resource center took my mom in and I'm alive today because of it. And I love the Storks at SaveTheStorks.com. Dr. Les Parrott, he has an event called Fight Night, which I'm so jealous of. I'm not jealous. I'm so envious of. So envious of that name, Fight Night, teaching couples how to fight fair. And man, it is amazing. He's going to talk about their Better Love Project on the podcast today. You are going to Love it. Without any further ado, here is Dr. Les Parrott on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. All right, Rebels, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Ryan. This is Laura. We are with Dr. Les Parrott. Actually, I just figured out Dr. Parrott's dad was the president of the college I started at in Illinois at Olivet. I mean, this is like 1989. That's quite some time ago. Yeah, that is. Definitely. It's so good to have you on the program today. We did your Better Love Assessment. I've got ours here, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Thanks for joining us on the show. It's good to be with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Definitely. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. You're speaking in more than 40 cities a year. You're going to be in Colorado in just a couple weeks. You do this stuff all the time. Your focus is on marriage and building stronger marriages. Your wife is also a doctor and a counselor, and you do a lot of events together. Hmm. Yeah, so Leslie and I, we've been married for 33 years. Doesn't seem possible. Congratulations. And um, we do have the same name, so it's a little confusing. I'm Leslie and she's Leslie. And it's even more complex because I'm the third, which means my dad's name, Leslie. My grandfather's name, Leslie. I'm Leslie. Married to Leslie. It's very confusing. <laughs> so, uh, But that's why we named our first son, John. Nice. And, nice. Uh, <laughs> 
And so Leslie's a marriage and family therapist. I'm a psychologist. Mm. And um, our passion, our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal mm. is to see the divorce rate reduced by a third in our lifetime. That's mm. what has been kind of at the forefront of our mission for a long, long time. And we're pretty optimistic about that. We as a professional community know more about what it takes to build lifelong love than we've ever known before. Mm. And that impacts uh, not just uh, a marriage relationship, it impacts a family and how we parent and our mm. kids and everything else. So, and I know we're gonna talk about this better love assessment. In addition to, you know, we write books, probably our most popular book is called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, yeah. free marriage book. Mm -hmm. And then you're right, we travel all over the place doing uh, marriage seminars. The thing we do mostly is this thing called fight night. And it's uh, just a two and a half hour date night for couples. And it's all about conflict. And it's kind of part comedy show and part uh, seminar and uh, has two rounds. Round one is why we fight with the person we love. And round two is uh, how to fight with the person we love. Nice. Oh, the, we got to go to that. Seriously. Yeah, it's super sounds fun. Great. And the the premise of the whole evening is that conflict is the price we pay for a deeper level of intimacy. If Amen. you know how to fight a good fight, it can bring you closer together. So the goal is not to avoid conflict altogether. The goal is to have good fights, not bad fights. And so that's all about. So the speaking and the writing. And then, you know, it was uh, 18 years ago that my friend Neil Clark Warren launched this company called eHarmony. Yep. Yeah. And we were at the kitchen table, I guess it was more like 20 years ago, when uh, in Pasadena and, and we're having a late night dinner in Neil's home with his wife, Marilyn. And he goes, you know, this new thing called the Internet. I wonder if we could use that to uh, match people online and uh, help them, you know, just be smarter about it and reduce the divorce rate. And so that was really, you know, the beginning of that company that everybody knows these days, mm -hmm. eHarmony. And so. We were there on the front end of that all through the first many years of it in launching. And that's why we've learned so much about the really what you can do to leverage technology mm -hmm. to build better relationships. And yeah. so that's why we are into assessments. Oh, it's fantastic. And I love big data. I love having lots and lots and lots of people take a survey because you can learn so much about couples. I'm so interested in your fight night. I love it. I'm so envious that you've got that name, that the rounds. I'm a huge fight fan. <laughs> so it, I love it so much. Uh, talk, you know, I make fun of a lot of marriage conferences. You know, I remember yeah. going to ones where it's like, you know, I'm going to hold the talking stick. And when I hold it, you don't talk. And then when I give it to you, you repeat what you think I said back to me. And then you give it back to me. And I say where you thought I think you said. And I was like, nobody right. does that. When you're in the middle of a fight, I'm not like, well, I'm holding the talking stick. You don't get to talk right now. Like that goes out the window. Yeah. You've been doing this for so long. What are some of the key things people can do? Like when Laura and I talk to couples, one of the things is you can't take things back. Like you can't be, un like we found out couples were cursing at each other and really going for the soft spots and really honestly trying to wound each other. And we had to like pull the reins back. Like you can't do that. You gotta be, right. this is the person you want to be married to. You want them to love you. You can't take some of those words back. What are the things that you're learning about couples and how they fight and what works with them? Well, I first have to comment on your, your thing about the talking stick and all that because I just a, a few nights ago, I happened to catch an, an episode of The Office, you know, the sitcom oh, yeah. The Office. Yeah. 
and it was the episode where Pam and Jim have been going through a lot of counseling and they're sitting at their desk and there's a coworker sitting at the desk, you know, clump over there and they're going, I need to be true to my narrative and tell you that when you said that, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And the guy that's observing it eventually said, are you guys high? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And for people to stand up and say, I'm an expert. I'm going to help your marriage. This is going to help your marriage. It's like you can't possibly be using that in your own life. You can't possibly be doing I'm yeah. never doing that. So, yeah, that's amazing. Well, to answer your question on conflict, um, yeah, there's lots of things that we teach. It We start with why. Round one is why, because when you understand why, mm-hmm. it leads to a better how, which is the second round. And so the big why, at least one of the answers to why we fight with the person we love that's so important, is its perception, right? Yeah. That you perceive it this way and this person perceives it that way. Yeah. And so you've got to understand it's not that you're necessarily even in disagreement. It's just that you're looking at something from a different angle. So mm. let's begin with how we're perceiving it. Mm. And the research backs that up like crazy. It's usually two things, perceived threat or perceived neglect. That's kind of the ignition point for any conflict that we have in marriage. And then when it gets to house, we're really big on practical, easy, take it off the bottom shelf, you know, like cook, put the stuff where it's accessible. And so our stuff Mm. is super simple for the most part. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we teach is, is remember David Letterman used to have the top 10 list. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. We have like the, uh, what we call the conflict card. It's a way to rate the depth of your disagreement. Mm. And this is just on a scale of one to 10. How intensely are you feeling this right now? And it's such a simple thing to do. But Leslie and I, in the room I'm sitting in right now, there's a couch right there. And it was about one o'clock in the morning a few weeks ago. And Leslie and I were sitting there. Kids are asleep. And we're talking about our calendar. And she goes, wait, wait, wait. I didn't know we were going to that city. You never told me, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I did. You were in the kitchen. Remember? We were blah, blah, blah. No, I don't remember. And like we're starting to go at it. And then Leslie has enough wits about her to go, hey, conflict card. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you mean the thing we teach other couples? Okay, let's try it. <laughs> and uh, I said, this is like a six for me. Like, it's really important that we follow through on this. And she said, I don't know why we're fighting about this. It's like a three for me. Yep. Both of us are really vocal. So it was just that little thing where, and she just went, let's go to bed. This is, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you felt so strong about it. Yeah. And that- so it's little things like that. That's a really good one too. To You know, sometimes you just get like, I am a verbal processor, so I can get into something and I can care about something that I don't care about. And that process, right. that card is so great to be like, you know what? I don't care about this at all. I really don't care at all about this. I don't want to fight about it. If you care about it, great. Let's do that. You know, and right. really to judge where I'm at on this. And it just takes that pressure off. Like, hey, if you really, really care about this, awesome. I don't. Yeah. So we'll just do that instead. I don't need to fight with you over that. That's a fantastic one. Yeah, and it's, you know, we psychologists often say awareness is curative. Mm -hmm. Just once you become aware of something, then you can make a decision. You can do something about it. And by the way, people that are uh, tuned in right now can download that uh, little conflict card at Less and Leslie for free. And number one is like, it's no big deal to me. And number 10 is like over my dead body. Yeah. And it's like everything in between there. So they can just go to lessandlesley.com and download that thing if they want to. We'll mm-hmm. put a link up right now for that. That's amazing. And you know, the perception one is so <clears throat> huge. It's crazy. Laura and I will have been married 14 years in a month and a half. And 
we used to go to these counselors that talked about family of origin all the time. Family of origin, family of origin. And I remember thinking a couple times, like, I get it. Family of origin. We came from different families. Okay. And <laughs> after all this time, there's things that come up and you start to realize, oh, we were raised very, very different. Like, I was in this, my parents bought a house when I was two and they sold it when I was in college. I had left home yeah. when they sold. I was in the same house for 17 years. Yeah. And my mom is very, very organized. And we had a linen closet. And in the top was pillows. And then below that was winter blankets. And below that was this. And then towels and hand towels and guest <laughs> towels. All these things. Laura moved 17 times in 16 years. They didn't have that at all. They were never in the same place for more than, you know, nine or 10 months. And so there's times where I'm in the kitchen and I'm looking for something and it's in a completely random place. And I'm like, why did you right. put that up here? She doesn't even know what that question means. Like I've put right. this utensil in the same place <laughs> for the last eight years we've been in the house. And Laura's like, it's in a cabinet, right? Yes. Well, it's put away <laughs> because they moved so many times. There was never the same place forever. And she has got four older brothers that were in and out of the house at different times. Mm -hmm. And so those little conflicts, once you start to pull back and go, oh, there's a completely different narrative in my wife or my partner's brain that I've never thought of before, but that's the only narrative they have. And it might be yeah. different from just a total perception difference. Yeah, absolutely. And family of origin does shape that, as does our personality. And that's why, you know, we often say there's never been a marriage like yours before and there never will be again because mm. you have all this uniqueness. I love that. Uh, in your own personality and the DNA of who you are. And you bring that in to this other person's life and vice versa. And you create a chemistry there that has never happened before. And mm. so that's why we have some universal truths that work for everybody when it comes to relationships. But there's also things that work for you guys that don't work for your friends yeah. and vice versa. And so you gotta kind of figure out, and that's why we are so pumped up about customized assessments that can give you a roadmap to your relationship. Mm -hmm. And this is the stuff we know that'll work for you when it might not work for other people. Oh, oh man, that's, that's fantastic. And you know what I love about that? This is what we call that in Rebel Parenting. The books that say this will work for everybody is the A plus B equals C book. They do it for parenting. They do it for marriage. Like, oh, listen, if your baby's not sleeping, just read Happiest Baby on the Block. Follow all the steps. Your baby will sleep fine. And it's like not every right. kid does that. Mm -hmm. I love that you let every marriage be unique. And it's like this might work yeah. for you. It might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, when we are, you know, in a setting like where we're speaking from a stage, we say this is our experience may not be yours, mm. but this is how for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you do I'm running back to fight night, when you do the fight night for the conflict for the first part, do you find that in the people who are coming have like high levels of conflict, like they're always fighting or I'm just wondering what you're seeing as the people you're working Who's showing with? up at your events. Yeah, so these are big events. They're usually at least a thousand people, and um, oh, we wow. have. So it's not like it's a small group where we're talking oh, okay. to each other like yeah, that. Yeah. In fact, this last February, can you believe this? We had our largest one ever. We had ten thousand folks <laughs> in Birmingham, Alabama. Awesome. Yeah, it was really crazy. That's great. It was so fun. So How fun. Cool. Now they weren't good for they you. Were in, in, 
Seriously, What's that? good for I, I just want to say great job. Good for you. Because people need they need that yeah. nuts and bolts stuff. They, they need do. to take the pressure yeah. off. Like we've been to a couple conferences where they just let you breathe, like, hey, everybody <clears throat> fights, everybody makes mistakes, everybody's done these things. It's like Right. Oh, I'm not the only one. I don't feel so right. guilty. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just a uh, 10,000. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in fact, uh, here's how the very first sentence that we almost always start with, we get up and before we even say anything, you know, somebody's introduced us. And before we say another word, we just go, how many of you have ever had a conflict with the person you're seated next to? And of course, tons of hands go up. <laughs> and then I say, keep your hands up and look around the room. You see the people that don't have their hands up? What do we call them? And they all shouted in unison. Liars. Liars. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's so <laughs> awesome. But to answer your question, who's showing up with this? It's all over the board. Mm. And one of the things that we do in the context of the evening is help you identify your fight type. Everybody yeah. is hardwired uniquely for conflict. And so, you know, some of us are really vocal. You don't have to wonder if something's bothering me because I'm going to tell you. Mm. And then there's other people and you don't know whether something, you know, you, if you're married to them and they are not really putting their stuff out there, you kind of wonder, is are you okay? And they're like, yeah, why? Well, I don't know, your face. It's like, look like that for 15 years. I thought I'd check in, see how you're doing, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. Like, you, you, you can't tell whether something's bothering them or not. And then you have people that are really flexible in their personality, like my wife. She's like, you know, oh yeah, I thought we were doing this, but I'm good with that. Like she just rolls and I'm like more rigid with my agendas and I wanna, you know, hey, we said we were gonna do this. This is the way it's supposed to be done. Let's do it, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you combine those things and you get what we call your fight types. And we outlined four of them in the seminar and all that kind of thing, but it's pretty much spread all over. And then you have this really small portion, like less than 5% of couples that truly don't fight. And it used to bother me before we did all this research, and we wrote a book called The Good Fight where we did all kinds of research yeah, on this. Yeah. And we discovered there's this little small percentage of people that are hardwired, they're not vocal, they keep stuff to themselves, and they're highly flexible, mm. and they're kind of conciliatory in their demeanor. And so it's not that they don't have friction, but when they do, they sweep it under the rug. Mm. And they have to rearrange the furniture in their head to kind of get back to a better place, but they don't feel a need to process it. And so in the past, when somebody would come up at a seminar and go, hey, we've been married for 38 years and we've never had a fight. You know, I was just like, oh, I want to punch you right in the yeah, face, you right, know. Like, totally. you're like this. But there are those couples that really don't fight, but it's really a small percentage. It's less than 5%. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Save the Storks. Save the Storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy. And that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle. And a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. 
Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Now, with I'm just asking, with those couples, do you ever find, you know, like 15, 20 years down the road, all of a sudden it's like, I can't take it anymore. You know, it's something builds up inside or is it pretty much just the flexibility just lets them go, you know, it's just not that big of a deal. I'd rather get along and. Oh, well, again, it comes down to that personality, their hardware and those people mm-hmm. that have their agendas like I do, like I have an agenda for like how you put the dishes in the dishwasher. I think there's a right way and a wrong way to do that, you know? That's how he is. <laughs> and, uh, I read the manual. Yeah. There is a right and a wrong way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's like with toilet paper. When you look at the original patent of toilet paper, the roll goes outward. It doesn't go behind it. It's the patent. <laughs> right. And I can't yeah. unknow those things. I know. Yes. Okay. Totally. <laughs> can't unknow them. <laughs> and so, so how worst. you drive or how you park the car or it, we have agendas about all kinds of things in our lives. Yeah. And some of us are rigid with our agendas and some of us are just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good with it going that way too. You know, and so that really impacts the amount of tension that you have. In our schema, we have four fight types. I'm what we call a competitive fighter because I'm vocal and I'm not as flexible as other people. So I'm a competitive fighter. And I like to win. You're pointing at and me. So- <laughs> I'm pointing at him. <laughs> I'm totally red. Anybody watching right now, I have, I've, it's rare. I rarely get embarrassed. I have become embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> competitive fighter. Yes, totally. You are. Totally. Can I ask you yeah, a question about that? For the person that's more flexible, do they have that question of, I can't understand why this matters so much to you. Like in our assessment a little bit, Laura's way more flexible than I am. I mean, they lived on a boat for two years. They moved homes at least once a year for 16 years. She's traveled the world. She's been international. Very, very flexible. I've got agendas. I crave structure. And I think sometimes, and even in the assessment, it said this, it can feel like Laura doesn't care that much but I think sometimes she's just like, I can't figure out why you care so much. Like, is it really that big of a deal? And it's like, it is, it's such a huge, it's like, I don't understand why it's such a big deal. Hmm. Yeah, and here's the answer in a short, simple, one word answer. And by the way, we've been referring to this assessment and just so people out there know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's a tool that we devised a few years ago that's very sophisticated. It's called Better Love. Mm-hmm. And if you're actually watching, I'm holding up the front cover of a Better Love. Mm-hmm. It takes about 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes to answer a series of questions. And again, your personality will factor into how long it takes you to take the assessment. It did. But you... <laughs> it took me so much longer than Laura. I labored over the questions. I second guessed what I was thinking. I was thinking, is it right now because I'm thinking about this or is it in general over the last 14 years? Right. And Laura's like, right. oh, it was really easy. It didn't bother me at all. <laughs> now, is that also at lessonlessly.com? Yeah, so it's actually at betterlove.com and people can take it. It generates you, so you take about 15 minutes to answer a series of questions, and it instantly generates a 10-page report. And the report mm-hmm. is, you know, it's infographic, it's it's pleasing and fun to do, yeah. and then it comes with a 40-page action plan that you can download mm-hmm. and have some date nights to unpack it and that kind of thing. And so we've had tens of thousands of couples just within the last two months take this thing. But over the years, we've had lots and lots of couples do this. It's $35 is the uh, street price for that. And by the way, you were taking, at the beginning of the interview, you said, I love big data and what you can learn from all that. And we have some big 
you know, like a mega church or a big group of some kind where they all take it. And then they want an aggregate report yeah. on the whole thing, That's which is really fun. And then you can really have some cool stuff going on with a, a big group. But anyway, so you take the assessment and it's a it produces a 10 page report. And I know as soon as I say the word report, there's some of our people out there that are going, well, that's like the last thing I want is a report on my relationship. You know, mm. it's not that kind of report. Yeah. It's a roadmap. It's not evaluating yeah. it's not your relationship. It's a customized roadmap to lifelong love. And so it's really good. It's to, really honestly, good. Yeah. Here's the truth. I was super impressed. <clears throat> we don't have to have people on the program. Laura and I can do the program by ourselves when we want to. We only have people on where it's really impacted our life. And I am so, not only am I impressed with the assessment of our marriage, I am fascinated by the data you're collecting. So anybody listening, Laura and I have taken this. We've got our own roadmap. We've got the 42-page download. We're looking at unpacking it together. And everybody knows this. We believe in therapy and counseling. We've been to a ton of of therapy and counseling and super eye-opening, great reminders, really, really helpful in our marriage. But I'm dying to know, with tens of thousands of couples taking it, are there is there anything you're surprised at when you see it? Are there things that you weren't expecting? Are there trends? What are you looking at that's fascinating you in that big data collection? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that's always interesting is just when you look at people's personality, their hardwiring. You know, the first page of the report, I'm going to hold it up here on the screen. Yeah. It has like this little pinwheel. Me too. This pinwheel. And there's eight different types, right? And so there's the achieving spouse, the pioneering spouse, the energizing spouse. And uh, it has to do, you can see in the middle ring there, it's like the top half are task-oriented people. Mm-hmm. The bottom portion here are people-oriented. Mm-hmm. And then you're fast-paced or slow-paced. So that's kind of the big structure of it. But I am the energizing spouse, and Laura is the affirming spouse. She is more people-oriented, and I'm more task-oriented. Oh, and you're both fast-paced, yes. which means that you live life with a certain level of urgency, right? You want to get stuff done yesterday. Yes. And it's the proverbial thing, you know, I, I always say to Leslie, you know, there's like six bags of groceries to get upstairs from the car after going shopping. And it's like, how many trips should that take us? Well, one trip, right? Yes. Because you're going to like have them on every finger, open the doors, you know, and you want to be efficient with your time. Now, if you're more people-oriented, that puts a different slack, you know, I'm pioneering, I'm up here, I'm task oriented and I'm fast paced. So I'm pioneering, <laughs> which means I'm like an overdrive, like get on with it, let's go and wanna get checked out. Every day starts at zero, I want stuff checked off my to-do list. If I accomplish something that during the day that wasn't on my to-do list, what do I do? I write it on the list, I scratch it right out. You know, like it feels good to get stuff done, right? Oh, feels so good. The people down here that are people oriented like my wife, Leslie, she happens to be like you, Laura, and she's down here in the affirming area. Mm. And I could come in and, you know, and she's in the middle of a task and I'll say, hey, how you doing? She'll immediately just drop whatever she's doing, focus on me. And it's not like she has to finish her task to have like this sense of completion. It's just like, boom, I'm fully present, you know. And so when you look at the big trends, to me, one of the most fascinating places to start is where do we see most people coming in on this deal? And it's so interesting to us to see it even by geography. 
and we'll see it by churches because we speak in a lot of churches and there's certain churches that will have a dominant kind of personality type wow. within that church. Oh, I could totally see that. Yeah. 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 And it might be opposite of what their pastor has or something. And it's like, whoa, that really opens up a lot of interesting discussion there. Mm. So, but you go to the Northeast and you have much more people that are like fast paced yep. and task oriented. You go to the deep South and you're going to have more people oriented. And this isn't <laughs> shocking, right? Yeah, we no, know this kind of for stuff. Sure. But it's kind of interesting to just see it laid out there. And then the cool thing, just so our people that are tuning in here know, what we do is not just identify you on that wheel, but we give you a little descriptive paragraph to, yep. to kind of have a conversation about. And you don't have to agree with everything in that paragraph. It's just a jumping off point for a conversation. But what you don't know probably is that you're not getting one of eight paragraphs down here because this paragraph is your paragraph. You'll never see it on anybody else's report because we have 40,000 variables that go into that report. Oh, so if you know anything about coding, you know that that's crazy coding, yes. right? Yes. And it on and on and on. And so this paragraph that you guys have is not gonna be on anybody else's report. And even if you were like, say you were both um, energizing like you are, Ryan. Yep your paragraphs would still be different and sometimes oh, yeah. dramatically different. Mm -hmm. wow. So it's really interesting. And same thing goes for on the next page where we combine your personalities and give you yes. a combo paragraph yep. on the two of you. And again, nobody else will have a paragraph that says exactly what that paragraph says. You know what else I like about it too? It's very positive. Yes. It's a really positive look at your marriage. It's not a whole list of things you're doing wrong, a yeah, whole list of ways you're letting up. your spouse down. You don't feel beat up by it. You feel energized by it. It's so funny. So our studio is in our house. This used to be our garage. <laughs> okay. We sealed our garage door. We put in an office for our producer. We've got our studio here. And... Laura is much more of a people person than me, but if you interrupt me in the middle of something, I'll lose track. And early on, we just had to agree, like if dad's in there working, nobody can knock, like until I'm done. When I'm done, I'll be completely present for you. But if you interrupt me, my brain will be desperately trying to stay on focus for what I'm concentrating on. Cause if it gets off track, I might lose my train. Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I'm hardwired the same way. In German, they call that a gestalt. You need to have completion mm. on that task in order to go, oh, okay, now I can focus on you completely right. and give you 100% like I was given to that task. Mm -hmm. And not everybody's that way. And so getting back to conflict, that's why sometimes we just have this tension in our relationship because we don't understand, oh, wait, like that's how he's made. That's yeah. like how God made that guy. And we're different. And so... Coming back to a question you posed a little while ago, how, what do we do to kind of help us see the difference? It comes down to one single word, and that word is empathy. Yes. That capacity to put ourselves in each other's shoes yep. and see the world from perspective. I think it's the single most important hmm. skill set that we can ever learn for our relationships. And that includes our marriage, that includes parenting, friendship or colleagues at work or anybody else. Empathy will change the world, our personal world. Yes. And it, most of us, here's what we know from research on empathy. Most of us think we do it better than we actually do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, because we're, we're going, oh yeah, I already got it. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're feeling, like I got that. Mm. And research says, mm, maybe you don't. Yeah. And what we do is we project our feelings onto 
our spouse or our kids or what have you, mm. and where we really need objectivity. In fact, I tell my counseling students at the university that we confuse it with sympathy, of course. You've yeah, heard this yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Sympathy is standing on the shore and throwing out a life ring to somebody that's struggling in the water. Yep. And every decent human being does that. Mm-hmm. Empathy, much more risky, that's diving into the water and risking your own well-being to bring that person back to shore. And that's rare that somebody does. In fact, that's so rare, what do we call those people? We call them heroes. heroes. Yeah. Yep. And it's just as heroic when we do that as a parent or we do that as a spouse or partner because it takes work. It's, it's like two wings of an airplane. You need both your head and your heart to empathize because mm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. sympathize with your heart and you analyze with your head and when you do both of those together and you go, man, I know I would feel this way if I'm in your shoes, but I'm not in your shoes. I'm not you. Let me back up and make sure I understand what's this experience like for you. And you kind of begin to learn. And of course, that's what the better love assessment is all about. It's a shortcut. It's an on-ramp to empathy. Yeah. And so the more you understand yourself and the more you understand your partner, the easier empathy becomes. And that's why we're so passionate about it. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a great animation somebody did of a very uh, just a chunk of a Brene Brown talk on the difference between empathy and sympathy. And they animated it. And to me, it just hit home so much of the difference between sympathy and empathy. And then something I wanted to go back to, we were talking about task-oriented people and wanting to finish things. One of the struggles Laura and I had early on in our marriage is we'd get into an argument and I would feel the need to come to a conclusion before the argument was over. You know, I want to come to a conclusion, finish a process, and then move on. Mm -hmm. And I'm a much faster verbal processor. I talk for a living. I've been doing it for years and years and years. And it would take Laura longer. And so early on, she would just acquiesce, like, fine, whatever, whatever you want. And and it wasn't working for us. And someone came up with something called buy win. And so I want to get into something and finish it. And Laura will say, I need time. And so I'll say, well, by when can we have this conversation? By when, you know, because then it gives her time to process, to think, how much do I care about this? What do I want to express? How am I feeling? Whereas I know all those things right now. I've been thinking about it for a long time. But then it gives me a break because it says, okay, by tomorrow night or in three days, we're going to have the conversation. I know there'll be a conclusion. Mm -hmm. I can check my list. I'll feel better about it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's one of the things that we teach at Fight Night. It's okay to take time out. Some people need more time to process that stuff, but it's not fair to take a time out with saying, I can talk about this after dinner, or I can talk about this after I watch the game, or I can talk about this after we put the kids to sleep or whatever you got to give that kind of timeline because for people like you ryan and people like me we want it like tie it up put a bow on it and let's move on like check it off the list so we don't have to bother with this anymore and other people need much more time to process that they're slow paced Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's why when you have now you guys are pretty close on the personality (laughs) wheel right yeah Right next to each other. We're right next to each other. Yeah, and there's no perfect combination because people that are similar can also have unique tensions that other couples don't. But imagine if you're fast-paced and you are uh, task-oriented and you're married to somebody that is Mm slow-paced and Mm task-oriented. They want to get to a conclusion. They want to get something done. But, man, they're going to take time. And let me Google that. And I want to read a couple books about it. And I want to, you know, it's like, are you serious? Let's just do this and get on. Right. And so you can see how that personality friction just exacerbates sure. the con. 
By the way, since we're talking more and more about conflict, there's a conflict page in your Better Love Assessment. And one of the things it does, it highlights your conflicts, your, what we call your fight types. But down at the bottom, it has your hot topics. Oh, yeah. And what are your hot topics? What's on the top of your list Communication. There? Oh, communication. Relatives. Relatives, career, chores, and children. Yeah. And so those are the things that are likely to become what you hear us psychologists talk about as scripts, right? These are things yeah. that we find, well, man, we keep coming back and having this same fight over and yeah. over about the relative. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's when you know, okay, so we've got to break through this. And I know you guys are big believers in seeing a counselor and therapy. And sometimes it, you need that objective voice to help you kind of see what you're not seeing, and then your perception on both sides changes. But that's why on the deal, we wanted to highlight those hot topics. And even newlyweds will have those, even if they don't have a long history together, we all have those hot topics. And like chore wars, you know, it's it's like sometimes a couple <laughs> that always fighting about who takes out the trash and who does the dishes or whatever it is, right? So anyway, once you can shed a personal spotlight on it sure. that helps the person see it from your perspective, life gets a much easier. Yeah, totally. more exciting it. too. It does. It gets much more exciting and it gets, yeah, because you feel like you're on the same page. You're going in the same direction. You're on the same team. You're carrying the same load. You know, I love that you talk about going to therapy, you know, when you've got those scripts or those things you just keep coming back to over and over again. Mm-hmm. Laura and I go to a therapist together here in town and I was there with her and she just shed a totally different light on something we had been hitting on over and over and over again. And I'm telling you, it made the biggest difference for us. It just made such yes. a difference seeing it from somebody else's point of view, from another person's eyes, from their filter, from their viewpoint. It didn't fix everything. It just let us view it in a way that gave each other compassion for our own situation. It was mm-hmm. really amazing. And that's transforming, right? Because yes. when you have compassion, you have more grace, you have more sensitivity. And I know how powerful my words are in Leslie's life. Mm-hmm. And after all these years of marriage, I didn't know that on the front end. I didn't know that I could like crush her spirit yeah. in a matter of like 5.3 seconds by saying something stupid, right? And so now that I understand how she's hardwired for approval from me, I can like really be able to meet that need in a way that I didn't know before somebody held a mirror up Mm -hmm. and said, hey, check this out, because this is what you're doing to your wife. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I love it that you guys recognize how positive and upbeat the Better Love Assessment is. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Nobody wants to get beat up. And you know, so many marriage conferences you go to, the husband feels like he gets beat up the whole time. My best friend, I was trying to get him to go to this thing with us, and he didn't want to go. And we finally got him to go, and he loved it. And I was like, why don't you want to go? And he's like, I thought I'd get beat up. It builds each, it builds individuals up. It builds you up as a couple. And it get, you know, honestly, and you can laugh at yourself. It's no big deal. On this personal conflict challenges, on mine it says, you sometimes attempt to solve a problem before understanding the problem. <laughs> what, me? Like, my go-to is, when in doubt, work harder. Like, just solve it right now. Like, yeah. Of course I do that. But it allows me then to look at that and go, you know what? 
when we have conflict, I need to slow down. I really do. Yeah. I need to slow down. I need to listen with two ears. I have one mouth and two ears. I need to listen twice as much as I'm talking. I need to stop trying yeah. to work through it and listen to what's taking place. Mm. Yeah, it's so positive. I can't say that enough. It's so positive. Well, and we wanted it to be fun. That's why we did the action plan that you can do as a date. So there's no shame, no blame. There's no finger pointing. It's all about enjoying each other more and more. Yeah. So how did you guys fare on the time style? You know, there's a whole page yeah. on your time and how you each are kind of experiencing time, how you're hardwired for it. This was a huge breakthrough for Leslie and me to understand just how we experience time because it's very different for us. So there's a percentage uh, little indicator in each of those four quadrants as these four types. And by the way, for people that are listening, <laughs> it's on the continuum of people that are scheduled and unscheduled. Mm -hmm. I happen to be highly scheduled. And uh, then are you present oriented or future oriented? In other words, do you get energy from the here and now or the there and then? And I'm energized by the future. I love thinking about what's around the corner. And so my, I'm most dominantly a planner out of the four. Mm. You know, what about you guys? Laura and I, she is 41% dreamer. I'm 49% dreamer. We're both wow. predominantly dreamers. dreamers. We're living in the future. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey, Rebels, this part of the podcast is brought to you by Care Of, one of our new sponsors. The website is takecareof.com. The code word is Rebel Parenting, 25% off your first month. It's hard to get back into a healthy routine when you've been out of it for a while. And Laura and I know this. We've been out of working out. We just joined a new gym. And I wanted to kickstart it, so I've been trying to figure out what vitamins and supplements to take. And so I went to my doctor, he did a blood panel, and he's recommended some things. And right about that time, Care Of called and said, we want to sponsor the podcast. And they provide uh, supplements, vitamins, and they've got a really neat online quiz you can take. And I was a little skeptical, but I went through the online quiz, filling out the things that I want to do. I want to lose weight, gain muscle, and help sleep, and uh, have some stress, stuff like that. They came back with virtually the exact same thing my doctor came back with after the blood panel. Uh, he said I needed magnesium and vitamin D, creatine, protein powder. They came back with the exact same thing, and I was stoked. It makes it so easy, so convenient, shipped it right to our door, and they've got great tasting flavors. We just mix it up in our tumblers, take it throughout the day. It's really been a huge help, and what I really look forward to uh, look for in a company like this is the transparency. Where are the supplements coming from? How are they packaged? How are they brought to you? And they've got all of that on there. It's takecareof.com, code word, Rebel Parenting. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Yeah, so that's pretty unusual, especially to have two people that are married together that are experiencing time that way, because what that means for people listening to us, it means you're both relatively unscheduled. It doesn't mean you don't have a schedule that you operate by, but you're like uh, a little more fluid than other people are with their schedules. Yeah. And if something else comes up, hey, let's shift gears. Let's this, That sounds good. I like that better. And then you're future oriented. You are, you know, you're like visitors from the future. You guys are like, let's talk about how it's going to be. Yes. And you're excited about the adventure of what's coming down the road. And so that's awesome that the two of you are like that. Leslie and I are opposites because while I am scheduled and future oriented, she is unscheduled and present oriented, mm -hmm. which makes her the accommodator. 
And so she'll like uh, say something like, uh, hey, let's go walk down to Starbucks. And I'll go, we don't have time. You know, we got this other thing coming. We don't have time. And she'll say, uh, oh, yeah, no, it's just like five minutes. And I'll go, no, it's like 20 minutes. She'll say, well, it feels like five minutes. And I'm like, I don't care how it feels. It's 20 minutes, you know. <laughs> so people that accommodate time, they base their schedule more on their feelings. Leslie literally does not have a calendar. Now, she has a calendar on her phone, but it's not like she's entering stuff in there. She and, and so if you say and she's a really busy woman, but if you say, hey, let's do lunch next Thursday, she doesn't look something up. She just kind of looks into the sky for a second, and goes, yeah. Yeah, that feels good. Let's do that, you know? And I'm like, I have to check like three different places before I can schedule something with you because I'm like all uptight. You know what? I publicly <laughs> want to say to Laura, you have been using the calendar in an amazing way. Because Laura on the accommodator, she's 31% accommodator. I'm 8% accommodator. So yeah. we're not on the same one on that. Like I'm looking at the calendar. I am, you know, it's like... She'll say, well, I didn't have my phone with me. And my brain just goes, not a good excuse. Like, we have a calendar. It's on your phone. You had it somewhere. It's got to – I live my life by the calendar. If something's on there that I don't know or if something's not on there that I don't know, I'll plan right through it. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing. One is not better or worse than the others. This is just how it is. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so nobody needs to feel guilty about it. It's increasing your awareness. Mm -hmm to invite more empathy. Yes. That's all this is. Yes. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah. And you know what? It was nice to see that we're both dreamers to say, hey, look, we are so alike in this area. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about plans. Let's make fun you know, things. Let's, let's imagine what it will be like when we get to these followers and when we get to these you know, engagements. It's nice to do yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Honestly, again, I got to say it to all the wives that are going to talk to your husbands about this. I'm going to lean forward. Their first inkling is to be like, oh, come on. All it's going to do is give me a whole list of things I'm doing wrong. All this whole pile of things I'm not doing. It is not that. It is it's a not. fun. It's been fun to go through, and it's been eye-opening. It's been really neat for me to be like, oh, you know what? I don't want to go back through it because I'd have to look too long. But there was a thing where I was talking to Laura, and I was like, you know, it says when this takes place, your husband might feel like this. And, it, and I just had to say, like, I do. I feel like that a lot. And she was like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, I feel like that. And it was just one of those, oh, okay. Now we know more about each other. We have more empathy for how each other is feeling in the moment when certain things take place. Right. Yeah. 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 How did you come That's up with this? The beauty of this? How did you do that? I mean, this is this yeah. is a deep dive project. This wasn't just something off the top of your head. This is yeah. a big deal. Oh, yeah. No, this was uh, more than 10 years of work and millions of dollars. So we've wow. been working on this for a long time. And, and really, the, the seed for the idea was planted when we first were launching eHarmony with Neil. And when we realized, you know, nobody, it's one thing to kind of walk through information together, but when you can do something almost magical with it, with the technology that we have these days, that's where you just can't do this. A counselor can't bring some of this information to the table. They can help you process it, but it, you need to have this kind of intricate, it's like a bunch of levers being pulled behind the scenes mm -hmm. that allows you to kind of see what's on the page here. And so we often say this is simplicity on the other side of complexity. <laughs> a lot of work went into this thing. Let me see where you guys are on, on page three of your assessment report. And by the way, for those that are listening to us, this is called the Better Love Assessment, betterlove.com. Yeah. But at the bottom of that page, it says your personality styles as it relates to solving problems, influencing each other, reacting to change, and making decisions. Mm -hmm. 
By the way, do you know that 25% of our conversations in marriage are devoted to making decisions together? And some of us are cautious decision makers. Some of us are spontaneous decision makers. Where do you guys land on that particular one? Are you similar or different? Which one is me? The very bottom. So I am a number one and he is a number five. Yep. Uh, both okay. spontaneous. On reacting to change, we're both twos on Making accepting okay. and yep. influencing each other. She's a 10 on feelings and I'm a five on feelings. <laughs> and the only one we're okay. different on, solving problems. Laura is a two reflective and I am a seven aggressive. Wow, okay. Yeah. So let's just look at influencing each other for a second. Sure. So we influence each other in, in a marriage relationship on everything from where you wanna to go to dinner tonight to who are you gonna vote for in the next election. Like we're influencing each other all the time on stuff. And both of you, are influenced by feelings, but Laura, you're, did you say you're a 10 out of 10 on that? Yeah. Yeah. So that means, among other things, that you really want to make sure you're winning Ryan's approval. Like, it's not about the facts. It's like, how does this feel right now? And when I'm losing my influence, I can't seem to influence him to do what I want. It's not just that I can't influence him. It's like I'm losing his approval because he's not going along with me. Is that accurate for you? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And so imagine when couples can begin to understand this is, again, your hardwiring, right? This isn't something you woke up today and go, I'm going to be really influenced by feelings today, right? It's in you. That's just who you are. And by the way, Leslie and I are both high. We're just like you. Leslie's a 10 out of 10 on feelings, and I'm about a five. And here we are. We're social scientists, right? We're doing research <laughs> and all kinds yeah. of stuff. And so you would think, oh, so they're really into facts. Well, we value facts. We appreciate facts. But our personalities, our hardwiring is really influenced by feelings. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, are you with me? Right. Mm -hmm. And when we make decisions, it's it's kind of like, yeah, I know it says this one should be better, but I just have a good feeling about this. I get a good vibe when I'm talking to this and I'm thinking about, you know, maybe we're trying to find a tutor for our son or something totally. at school. <laughs> and it's just like, I just feel good about this person. Yeah. And I know that, you know, so we're just more feelings based. That makes sense? Yes. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'll tell you what I have learned, too, over the years. I don't feel like I have intuition. Like, you know, people say, oh, women's intuition. And be like, oh, that's an old myth. It's not with Laura. Laura is the most intuitive person I've ever been around. We'll be in a business meeting with someone and we'll leave and I'll be thinking, yeah, we got to hire that guy. She'd be like, nope, definitely not. They're heading for disaster. It's going to be, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I used to fight her on it. We were first married. I would argue and I would bring up all the facts and she would say, I don't know. It's just bad. And I'm telling you 10 out of 10, she is never, yeah. never wrong. Her intuition is so Hi, she can read people. It's like a book. It is terrifying <laughs> to be around her knowing that she's that. I mean, she's amazing at it, but I've also learned I don't have to understand it. I just have to know that it's true. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's a great example of how this uh, better love assessment, you learn things and it's like high five, like check it out. I mean, this is so cool that you recognize this in me or that we're succeeding. In fact, and I know our time is going to wrap here shortly, yeah. but yeah. on the last page of the report, it's called Harmony. And this is the page I love looking at in our oh, own yeah. relationship. It gives you such a cool picture mm -hmm. of where you're succeeding and basically where you want to see the needle move. But up at the top, so it has about 15 important things in a relationship, everything from friendship and trust and honesty and in-laws, 
you know, managing anger and all that stuff. We're yeah. laughing because we're our number one compatibility is sexual, is sex. fu- sexual fulfillment. Yeah. Woo! Oh, Romance are sex. you serious? We're well, number one. We found there's so many couples that aren't doing it anymore, and we started talking to our friends about it, and like we do talks on that because we our country has just taken sex and we've weaponized it and we've manipulated it. And because we focused so heavily on it, we have a really high satisfaction in our sexual relationship. Forgiveness and healing is our number two. Goals and dreams is our number three. Trust and honesty is our number four. That's awesome. And I loved it. It made me so happy to yes. see us at the top and yeah. be like, that's right. We do like each other. We're honest with each right. other. We forgive readily. This was the page yes, that I was pretty aware of, like what was going to be at the bottom. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You don't have to share it, but no. uh, it was oh. predictable. It was pretty predictable for me when I started reading it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that it's, yep. Oh, yeah. And what's interesting as you look through it sometimes is how you can see one of you can be very content and satisfied mm-hmm. with something and the other person isn't. And so it ends up somewhere in the middle there. Yep. And so it's important to pay attention to those, especially the person that's going, oh, yeah, like, um, you know, parenting as a team. I'm like 10 out of 10. And the other person's like a five. And it's like, oh, oh, I didn't realize. I thought we were like in sync. Well, let's talk about exactly. that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's a conversation. And so, but let me just come back to this whole thing about you guys having sexual fulfillment at the top, 10 out of 10. Do you know how rare that is for a couple that's been married for over a decade like you guys we are? We do Did you know say how rare years? it is. It'll be 14 years yeah. this year in just a month. Because yeah, everyone we talk awesome. to um, struggles so with you, it. You should do seminars on that. So that's, nice. <laughs> that's awesome. But that's exactly right. Those things at the top of the list, a couple can look at and like high five. We are we're getting it done up here. And if we want to move the needle and improve our relationship, you know, now we know we see where each of us is on the bottom of that list. And if, just think if you could like press a magic mm. button and instantly improve the satisfaction of those two bottom things on the list. How wonderful would life be, yes. right? Well, and think about this. I can take this to our counselor next week and go, hey. We want to work on these We want to work on some of these things. And here, and I've been struggling with this. I've been kind of holding it in. Or I've been you know, wanting to deal more with these things. Can you help us with some of the? That's such a great tool. Yes. It's so, because yeah. maybe we don't know how. I mean, we've been married 14 years. And we're still struggling with something we did. Year one, we struggled with these things. Like for sure, we've right. done this for 14 years. And now we can go, hey, right. we need help with this. And she can go, well, either I can help you or here's someone that can help you with that. Yeah. Right. And the important thing for couples to realize is that, again, I want to say it, there's no shame, blame, or guilt yeah. in this yeah. because nobody is scoring at a 10 out of 10 on all these 15 things, right? right? We're all at different places. And so all it is is who doesn't want to be aware? Who doesn't want mm-hmm. to know? Who doesn't want to look in the mirror to see if there's something on their face? And that's all this is. Exercise, I'll say it again, it's an exercise in increasing your awareness to make empathy easier. Mm, Perfect. Dr. Les, this is so awesome. I'm so thrilled that you've been on the show today. You know, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to go through our assessment. People will be bored by it. And we're getting comments, you know. It is. It's super interesting. And it allows people the freedom to take the test themselves to know, like, if we're talking about it and we can laugh about it, they can do the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's such an honor to be on the program with you guys. And I'm sure you'll put the link for better love it's in there right now uh, dot com on your site. But I just hope some of our listeners will check that out because I know for a fact, based on 
you know, thousands and thousands of couples responses to this thing, just how valuable it can be for them. And it's really for any age or stage, whether you're dating or you've been married for decades, who doesn't want better love? That's the reason we call it this. It's for better love. That's the end result. And that's a big promise, right? We're not flipping about right. that. No, that's a tough thing to really deliver better love to a couple. Mm. But we feel pretty confident that this thing can do just that. Definitely. Amen. I agree, too. And then do you have another URL for your fight night? Uh, they can learn more about that at our other main website at lessonlesley.com. Awesome. And com has all of our books, you know, that we talk yeah. about the good fight. We talked about uh, saving your marriage before it starts. And we also have a book called Crazy Good Sex that the two of you do not need to read. <laughs> well, we want you to come and we talk, about, talk it, about that we one. We do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need to. I'll interview you guys about that <laughs> one. But uh, anyway, all of our other resources and uh, videos and stuff are there, too. Oh, thank you so much. What Thanks a pleasure it's been to talk to you. Thank you. Great to be with you guys. Thanks, man. Awesome. Bye-bye. You have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Woo, what a good show. What a great... I learned so much, so much. Find out more at betterlove.com. I'm telling you, Laura and I have loved his stuff. Wow, what a guy. My goodness, I learned so much. Woo, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Have a great weekend. Thank you to The Voice of the Martyrs for sponsoring this podcast. Persecution.com is their website. And Blinkist. B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com. Providing blinks, which are little 15-minute summaries of nonfiction books, written or audio. Listen to it on your way to work after you've listened to Rebel Podcast. Have a great weekend, Rebels. Thanks for listening. God bless. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House and... When you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us, and we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.